Wisconsin's 102.3. This is your daily or weekly good morning, comrade. We're not doing daily anymore. Remember no. we did that? I was doing that like the stream for every day for a while. Because yeah, you were on. I was like on this. I was on. That was uh, your COVID project. That was my COVID project. And uh, I do want to kind of like get back to that a little bit. Yeah, anyway, this is good morning, soon. comrade. Uh, we got Jeff and Robert in the studio uh, hanging the introduction, out. Introduction. We're world famous. We have yeah. people listening in like. Uh, the UAE. The millions and millions, the millions of the of Good Morning Comrade fans. Who, who could be downloading right now, but uh, we, we do have, I, I assume it's somebody in a, um, with a VPN, but we do have like, people from listeners the UAE. from the, yeah, the KSA, like Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like this has to be a, like no way, dude. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's maybe it's Mohammed bin Salman. I my mean, dream maybe is he's just listening like, right now. My dream is just like our show is is being broadcast in like primary uh uh ESOL. Is that right? Jamal Khashoggi was listening when he got <laughs> got murdered. Oh no, please don't. No even joke. But like you know what I'm talking about? The um English speakers of other No, yeah, English for speakers of other languages. Uh-huh. That's like one of the big hustles that a lot of um a lot of people with like bachelor's degrees who don't know what to do. They do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what the acronym's called. They do uh, TCEFL, I think is the acronym, but whatever. It doesn't matter. What it is is they don't. You go to like Japan. Like that's a big thing for like a lot of military people to like stay in Japan and mm-hmm. like South Korea and stuff like that. They don't want people to teach English because English teachers. Mm-hmm. Understand, like they, like they do. Like, there's people who teach you know I before E and except after C and all that. If you want to learn English in schools and primary schools, but they also understand that like the English language is so loose and flexible and just crazy mm-hmm. that they actually just want somebody just to communicate to talk to kids mm-hmm. in English because they understand that's completely different than what's going to be taught. So mm-hmm. they want somebody who's going to have a lot of ums and ahs. And they want to sound natural. Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, not not professional like this show. Uh, oh, yeah, with all my ums. Like, I, I listen back to us all the time, and I, I say like every 20 seconds, mm-hmm. and it always makes me want to die. Oh, but, come on. But then, video game. There, I mean, people spend years trying to knock that out of their vocabulary as a spacer, as a filler. But then there's the other side of that where either like even linguists say that uh, that's a sign of somebody who's really thoughtful. But someone who's like literally thinking while they're talking. Yeah, they're thinking while they're talking and they're also um, they really care about the words that they use. And I'm like, (laughs) well, thank you for the self-esteem boost for the day. That's why people we were talking about Obama off air and uh, like not talking like leaving politics out of it. That's why like they used to try to say, Oh, that Obama, he's always stuttering and mumbling all the time. It's like, no, really? that's, yeah. He, if you go back and li- we don't hear it because that's, we're not looking for we're it, not looking for it, but he's, he ums and haws. He right. doesn't like, but he definitely, um, 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 I mean, he's time. not, he's not like Joe Biden. Who's like just all over the place sort of mumbling and talking about Jack and challenging people to push up contests. That's very true. Um, but that's uh, people will say like, oh, that's a sign of somebody who's really smart. So, yeah. Did you see Joe Biden posted on Twitter that um, healthcare is a yeah? Oh, they said healthcare is a human right, but he did well. it when um, he did it by like again like cutting premiums for Medicare, which is like better than nothing, I guess. But it's also like it's essentially claiming like saying like like health is a human right so we're going to cut premiums for medicare 
like we're going to cut costs essentially in a, in, a, in a lot of way for individuals, which is like it's a better situation than what we're in before. But it's also not it's not health care for everybody. It's I not mean, Medicare for all. It's just like it's like he's using the rhetoric of um, Medicare for all to basically give you, you know, to throw some more, you know, crumbs at Thanks you. Thanks for explaining that to me because I, I was so disgusted. And it's sick. significant, again, that it's better. But, like, again, I'm not trying to, like, I'm not trying to, like, completely under undersell no, it's it. A, like, no, it's fine. I think you can go in on this. Well, we... 100%. We, we do talk about nuance a lot. Yeah. But I think you... Because you literally ran against the Medicare for all guy. Yeah. And everybody in that race is, like... Oh, Medicare for all who want it. We have a perfect plan for how to do like our version of fake Medicare for all. Pete Buttigieg, you know. Yeah, I, I, I noticed. Mean, remember, I, by the way, Kamala Harris, who um, we, we were also talking about off air. Uh, she like supported a Medicare for all bill like back in the day. And then when the election came around, she like backed off of that. She even said, actually, she said at one of the um, debates, like they, they asked um, they asked all the candidates, raise your hand if you support Medicare for all. And the only right. two that raised their hand were Kamala that. and Bernie. And then like that night, like immediately after, she's like, oh, that's what the question was? That Medicare was for so all? Ridiculous. <laughs> that's so ridiculous. I Oh, that was so, I'm getting PTSD. I yeah. feel like I, we just hit of, we just hit the like two year anniversary of Bernie dropping out. So like I, I'm he, I'm feeling the vibes right now, I just like the bad times. Feel like the beginning of apocalypse now, uh-huh. where you're just laying in bed in Saigon and just the or now not Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City. There you go. But um, he just he's envisioning the helicopters flying over the his head, and <laughs> the doors just to the end is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. My hope, I'm, I mean, I, I knew it was some fugazi, so I didn't even want to get into it. I, but there was a small, tiny bit of hopium that said, Oh, well, honestly, it was the same hopium I had for Trump, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I hate Trump. Um, but my thought was, He's so dumb, he's just going to do Medicare for all, isn't right. he? But my thing with Biden, I was like, Man, maybe they, they see they have internal polling numbers and see they're about to get slaughtered, mm-hmm. and they uh, they're like, well, let's just do the thing. So uh, it, it's it's good in the sense, I think, and this is actually something that is genuinely, I think, positive that at least the, you know, the Democrats and Biden and all them, while they're completely full of it, they completely don't care. And they're definitely trying to co-op the, the rhetoric of Medicare for all to give you something less to give you to kind of keep things exactly the way they are. But at least they have they feel compelled to co-op the language. So they realize that it's popular. So what needs to happen now is, is you have you have to do what we're doing right now. We have to say, OK, if you believe what you say that you're believing, then it shouldn't cost anything for any of these things, for any medical services right. at all, for everybody forever like nothing your dental your whatever should not cost any money period because that is what health is a human right means you know what i mean no 100 percent. and if you want to keep going on that we can but i think this is a good segue of what i was ranting about off air is that um we have our own local example of local politicians. It's exactly, Give, almost exactly the same yeah, sort of thing. Giving them the old razzle-dazzle <laughs> and, not, um, and not actually doing anything substantive. Um, so I try to, if you're not from here. This dude here, went with the Chicago reference. I know, right? 
If you're not from here, I'll try to uh, fill it in as best as possible. So we live in New Orleans, and New Orleans is the it's the northernmost city in the Caribbean. Like nothing really works right here for uh, a myriad of reasons. Um, historic corruption. We're below sea level. Um, that kind of stuff. Entergy. Yeah, just bad public bad stuff, stuff folks. all around. Um, so we have, you know, it's comical. We have potholes and, and streetlights that don't work on main arteries. This isn't like the turn, you know, you turn onto some weird little road and the light might be mm-hmm. down. This is. Remember when they had a giant hole in Canal Street? Yeah. <laughs> we had a sinkhole. I mean, that's that's actually fair. Like, you can't do And, and then about we also that. had the, you know, buildings collapsing in the city and all kinds of stuff. We have some wild yeah. stuff around here. But I mean, like on Poydras, which is the main, like, Poydras is the street that the Superdome's on. Yeah. The streetlights on Poydras haven't worked in, I, I, I couldn't even tell, like months. <laughs> I'm like, how is, this is not a Bojangle one horse town. Like, this is a, a worldwide destination. But city. you know what does work is the cameras on those, on the stoplights. They'll definitely oh, give you a ticket work. every single time. Those work. I'm in a, I'm in a, um, a dilemma now because now the camera tickets that I refuse to pay. Uh, they no longer. I guess the Arizona company lost their. Uh, they lost the contract. Lost their contract, and now it's a, <laughs> now the, now it's some company in Cincinnati because that's where I get these camera tickets that I'm never going to pay. Um, they're in Cincinnati, and I'm like, oh man, should I should I help the hometown heroes out? Because that's why. That's yes, why that, I that, that particular company is the hometown hero. Yeah, Cincinnati, <laughs> and then I go no, and I throw them in the trash. <laughs> never going to pay that. You know. I that's a whole nother discussion to where if I get pulled over by a cop and, and or by even way, if those cameras were owned by the city of New Orleans and we didn't contract that out. And it I think the directly, cameras are owned, but the contract that's for servicing them is, is it was owned by the city of New Orleans and that money went right to New Orleans instead of some weirdo company. It would hurt a lot less. I would pay them actually mm-hmm. because I'd be like, well, this is how we raise funds, whatever. But you know, you want to, you want to farm that out. I don't care about, I don't care about Joe Blow's, camera services in Cincinnati. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying that. But it's so predatory. Like, it's like, oh, it's, it's definitely like farming to get people. And plus, by the way, I mean, again, I live in JP, so like, it's it's not like I'm like part of the constituency that's, right. that Latoya is going to listen to, but like she promised when she ran for mayor that she was going to, that she was going to take those cameras down, right? Well, she did. She, she, let's be fair. She promised there were certain ones that they were going to go away and they did. Um, the ones that she promised did go away. She didn't break a campaign promise. Okay. So some she promised some cameras, but it was billed as all the cameras. Yeah. Got it. I guess. I mean, you might have read it like that, but it never was all the cameras. Um, didn't read the fine print. But like I said, nothing works here. And now, you know, people are mad as they should be. Um, and city council is now at war with our mayor, Latoya Cantrell, and they're seeing this as an opportunity to do, you know, normal, liberal, performative action, like cut the funding of Department of Public Works. Right. And why are they doing that? Well, because they're saying that nothing's getting done. So obviously the answer is to cut the funding. Yeah. Make now, sure they don't do anything. That's for a n- numerous reasons. I won't say dumb. But mm. this isn't a this isn't a uh, a McDonald's that we can all boycott. It's a mm-hmm. city agency that we rely on to get things done. You know that's not how you're going to get things done. But I understand 
if it was a multi-prong attack, there's two problems I have with this. If it was a multi-prong attack of we're going to go at, do a pay-as-you-go system to where they have projects that they need to do and we will fund those projects and then we'll reassess. Plus, we're going to do a complete audit and figure out where is this money going? Why, why, why aren't things getting done? Whose fault is this? So we can hold people accountable. My problem is, is what my problem has always been with the Democratic Party is that they federally, uh, statewide, and now locally, they do the bare minimum. They do the thing that you should have been doing, and then they take a huge victory lap. Mm-hmm. So my problem isn't even cutting the funds. It's okay. I'm going to read uh, Councilwoman Helen Moreno's tweet. Um, Nola City Council passed oversight budget measures to hold Department of Public Works safety and permits accountable. Busted up streets. Um, street traffic lights not working. We've had enough. Uh, this won't cause dysfunction. Dysfunction is in quotes because the mayor released a press release saying the dysfunction that this action would cause. But already, but how can she, by the the way, how can she be sure that it won't cause dysfunction? You know, like that's a little bit suspect, I think. Uh, This won't cause dysfunction, but is in response to this function that already exists. So my problem is that it's not the action, even the action that's being taken. Mm -hmm. It's that this is performative. Right. And it's on its own. It's not going to do anything. So, you could say the argument to this is, well, hey, she's got the power of the purse. She's doing what she could do. Fair. So why don't you just say that? This is this is one part of a plan to get the city on track. Instead of doing your job, you're the bare minimum, and now you're taking a huge victory lap. Mm-hmm. And the performative nature of the Democratic Party is why everybody hates them. Well, and, and again, I'm going to do the thing that I always do, but like the idea that cutting a service or cutting a department that's not performing like literally all that does and it's part of a greater the greater neoliberal project of defunding public sector right. and and giving that money to the I private sector that. where that's that money's going to go is that <clears throat> excuse me is that when 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 this happens when you take money out of the public sector and you've basically used that just use the justification that it's not working so you take the money from it and then you say now it's it, like like under some strange assumption that like starving it's it starved the beast is what yeah. it is that that, that 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 depriving the government of funds or something is going to make it work better which Drive is just the baby like in the bathwater like right, right 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 and and that is literally the exact same thing that a lot of like right wing republicans will do Absolutely. and 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 look i'm not saying that helena moreno is a right wing republican um, but but the thing that it, it I mean it's it functionally the words that are being used to justify what's going on are different you know oh this is going to make things more efficient somehow I don't know whatever but like at this regardless the, the thing that you're doing is you're just cutting the funds of of the Department of Public Works and where are those funds going to go probably to some private contractor Correct. that'll take place that take its place yeah which is hate, straight up what neoliberalism if is. you hate sewage and water board now which is for people who don't live here that's who that that's our water company that's who runs you're gonna hate when joe's private plumbing system comes in here and you and the the little accountability that we have now because it's a city it's a it's a, it's a city organization it's a city uh, 
it's part of the Department of Public mm-hmm. Works or whatever, you're going to hate it when you have no accountability. And then... So why don't you fix the thing we already have instead of breaking it and bringing in something that's objectively worse? And then at the same time, like that's going to fall on the individual New Orleans citizen because instead of paying the money that you would normally pay in fees to the sewage and water board and your bill or whatever or to the public Department of Public Works in this particular situation, like instead of that, you're going to be paying directly to this contractor, you know, right. you're going to be paying to them and they have a profit incentive where the city Correct. I mean, does not. That's it right Straight there. Up. Um, and to your point, like cynically, I could say that, you know, Helen Moreno is not a right wing Republican. But in uh, if you take a cynical view at it, she and neoliberals like her are worse because at least when right-wing Republican reactionaries want to do a thing, mm-hmm. they get it done. <laughs> they do the... Yeah, it's all evil. It's absolutely evil, and it's going to get us all you know, killed, but they have an agenda, and they push it mm-hmm. to where Democrats and neoliberals just, you know, they hashtag, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, hashtag trans day of... Um, a visibility. Uh, a visibility while they're doing nothing. It goes back or to the doing the, the same stuff in certain situations where they're cutting they're cutting um public public right. sector. And you're and funding. by doing these things that aren't that have no um by just paying lip service to, to issues and problems, the issues and problems you've been elected to solve, and by just paying lip service to them, you're just paving the way for actual like right wing reactionaries to come behind you mm-hmm. because they're gonna say, well, this this whole like this whole liberal thing didn't work. This whole Joe Joe Biden socialism didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll right. go for Trump too. And and you know? and you also um, destroy public faith in these kinds of uh, government institutions. Exactly. And as you've put it before, you say you're basically creating a world of libertarians. You're creating libertarians because their logic is bad but you see where their logic is coming from i always say that so any li- mm-hmm. like i don't i don't go hard in on libertarians like if i have discussions with them i'm depends on the libertarian well, i it guess it depends on how dumb they want to get yeah but the average Which can guy, be very very dumb but by the, the way. average guy on the street like yeah well it's a pit are we talking about what's his face are we talking about what's his face the um the professor walter block from loyola yeah are we like because you're objectively smarter than this <laughs> are we just talking about joe six pack yeah, on the some, street yeah. who just wants to you know a guy in 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 north shore who just like yeah. quote unquote wants to be left alone yeah the the, the, the level That's of a ideolo- totally different guy the, the little the level of ideological commitment is a lot lower for the for the guy that just lives in a north shore right yeah <laughs> um uh, just a an encapsulation just a quick little like of why of of my whole thought process i got into it with I hope I didn't get into it with him, but he didn't, like, respond to it. He sent me, um, one of my buddies who works for city government, he sent me a thing, you know, of how happy he was that the, um, a post about how happy he was that the Lee Circle, um, Robert E. Lee statue got taken down, and it's being replaced with Harmony Circle. And I'm like, that's dumb. That's the dumbest thing ever. And he's like, what? I go, look. I go, look. I want. I said, look. So now we had a statue that's objectively wrong of a racist killer that was up there for I don't even know how long. 
that Robert E. Lee. Robert e. Lee had nothing to do with New Orleans at all. Huge loser, by the way. The Confederacy took a giant was L. never here. Yeah. Had nothing to do with New Orleans. New Orleans got snapped up like immediately. Right. And, and essentially, I mean, the I mean, Union forces just literally the strategy was come to New Orleans and just roll your way up the Mississippi yeah. River. <laughs> that was the strategy. And it started it started off in the city of New Orleans. So you work can't even have that here. history argument. Mm-hmm. The, the Confederacy has no history here. Robert E. Lee has no history here. But yet we had a statue up. For racist dog whistle reasons, you're going to take that down and rename it to Harmony Square. So he's like, well, it's a square now too." Or Harmony Circle. Oh, okay, I was like, "Hold on, hold on." He goes, I, it, "Well, what Harmony, would you?" I don't have a problem with the square idea. <laughs> what would you have done? I said, uh, "Well, if we're going to put killers up there who had nothing to do with New Orleans, we should just put a John Brown statue." Yeah, but. You know what? I would have I would have been okay be with dope. Leah Chase. I'd uh-huh. have been okay with Louis Armstrong. I would have been okay with Louis Prima. Like whatever you want to do. But you don't gonna, have to change the name if you make it like Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, <laughs> Bruce Lee Circle. It's fine. But so now this is this is what the, the Democratic Party does. So now you've you've taken a thing to, that you did the right thing by saying okay this is bad let's get rid of it, but. You replace it with something that's going to, that makes nothing, nobody happy. Empty. Makes zero people happy because the people who hate you for doing it are going to continue to hate you. And the people who supported your action, you've given them nothing materially to hang their hat on. Mm -hmm. And then you wonder why reactionaries get elected in this country. Yeah, because they're actually they're actually able to point at the scoreboard yeah. and say we got some dubs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like why do that? You've already done the thing. You've already done the thing that's going to make people mad. Why are you still trying to placate to the people and be like, "Well, let's do a compromise." Mm-hmm. What for at that point? You know, it's it's going back to the whole um it's going back to the Ukraine, like our thoughts in Ukraine and what really like sticks in my head is I, I read about Ukraine and there's the active war going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what a bus got blown up the other day with a bunch of civilians on it. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about, Oh, well, let's have peace talks. My thing is like peace talks for what, what like they're being invaded by Russia. Mm-hmm. The only peace talks we can have is get out. Why, yeah. are, why are we trying to compromise here? Mm-hmm. And I understand why. Like, that's a totally, that's kind if, if, of. If, if, that's, if, kind, that's what stops the invasion, I guess. It's, but that's kind of a different thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what do we have to talk about? Mm-hmm. There's no reason at this point, if you're, not to, to hammer the point home, if you're, if you're mad at Department of Public Works because, rightfully mad because there are potholes in the city that aren't getting fixed, the answer is not to cut funding to the people who are making who are whose job it is to fix the potholes. To, the answer is to find out who is gumming up the works and and where it's happening. Yeah, and figuratively put their head on a pike and put it on top of the Superdome. Yeah, that's what we would have done in the olden days. But now I guess we live in a society and all oh. that, and we can't do that kind of stuff. Can't. But you can fire people. Yeah, you can figure it out. Um, there has you know this is city government. There has to be some kind of mechanism for this. You know, so, so with this dumb statue, mm-hmm. you've already made the decision to make racists mad. Why are you trying to harmonize? Yeah, with it them, literally, you're is, not harmonize with them. It's actually kind of perfect. Um, the name now that you sort of put it that way because it's um, like the sort of like liberal intentionality yes. is like completely and fully on display. That to the point where it's almost like, well, this is actually that does reflect the values of these morons. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, real quick, uh, next week is going to be our um, our membership drive. So you can support our only radio station dedicated to human rights and social justice by becoming a member of WHIVFM during our spring membership drive, April 11th through 17th. Uh, WHIVFM.org slash support uh, for uh, to support us. Support. Um, and we're going to hear more about that actually uh, next week. Um, big deal. Big time's coming up. I will, radio. If I will put this out here. Not next week because I'll be out of town. But if you um, if you uh, give a donation to WHIV, I will personally buy some Quickrete and fill the pothole. Oh, wow. Your street. Oh, wow. You just let me know. I don't think that's the way to go, though. We're going to hold you to it. I'm going to get in trouble. I think Quickrete will just, like, crack underneath their car. <laughs> There's <laughs> a way to do You're this, You're going to make right? the streets worse. Great. I'm sure Google will let me know. Yeah. I mean, let's do it. Let's let's fill a, pot, fill a pothole to, <laughs> you know, support, support uh, community radio. Community radio. Get a pothole filled. <laughs> That's how it works. So uh, y- unions are popping off at Amazon and now at Starbucks. There's a story from yesterday, actually. And, and by the way, just a little quick, quick promo um, for ourselves. We have a guest coming up. I have it scheduled for this week uh, with Layla Dalton, who was actually, we talked about her on the show a couple weeks ago. She was fired from Starbucks uh, for doing organizing. Uh, She's very cool. We got her um, set up for sometime this week. Uh, So watch this space for something like that. Um, But this is a different shop. This is from, um, so I'm just going to read the headline. Uh, This is a Newsweek by Aaron McDade. Uh, Starbucks union leads six more, add six more stores this time with overwhelming approval. Um, so this is, um, like I said, from Newsweek, the growing unionization effort in Starbucks locations in the United States grew by another three stores on Thursday and three more on Friday as additional New York locations have voted in favor of unionizing. Two stores in Rochester, New York upstate, voted 10 to 3 and 13 to 11 in favor of unionizing. And another store in Buffalo, the city where the effort began last year, voted 18 to 1 to unionize as well. Three locations in Ithaca, 19 to 1, 15 to 1, and 13 to 1, in order of unionizing. The union announced in a Friday press release. So that's, that means we have 16, I mean, there's hundreds of stores of Starbucks stores across the country and over 200 have basically started or filed petitions for union elections by now, but we have 16 wins on the board already, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Um, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. Like, I don't know. I, I just hope it really gets off the ground. Mm -hmm. Cause I know there's ways to sabotage the union even after the vote. Um, you know, way more about this than I do. But it's wow. even in that case, it's better to have a union than not to have a union. No. <laughs> right. I mean, it's always I, my opinion is it's always been better. Like it's always been better for the long term health mm-hmm. of, of a company. But when you're publicly traded, you don't care about those long term health. Like your investors. Don't <laughs> People buy, are just like replaceable parts. Yeah. And and uh, you literally just burn them out. You give them as little as possible. It's almost like they treat you like an animal, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you're your whole objective is to drive up the share price, not really to do whatever the, the mm-hmm. front, you know, making coffee or widgets or whatever. It's just the front for the, mm. for a private, for a pu- uh, publicly owned company. Yeah. It's to, it's to really just drive up the share price. So, um, stockholders can hit mm-hmm. their, hit their target and get out that this, that's the kind of stuff that happens. But, um, man, 
I, that's it's really crazy. And like mm-hmm. Amazon Union, New York, like they won that vote. There's yeah. still another vote in Bessemer, Alabama, right? Because so Bessemer, uh, so just to kind of uh, move it on forward, we're gonna um, yeah we're gonna talk about Amazon Union as well. Um, there were two Amazon elections that took place. Uh, one that we've been talking about on this show for over a year in Bessemer, mm-hmm. Alabama, and then another in uh, Staten Island, New York. Uh, the status of the Bessemer election at this point, from what I understand, is that it's too close to call, wow. which is. Um, which is a big difference from the first election that they had over a year ago. They're going to be too close to call. How many vote, possible votes could there be? There's thousands. Oh, okay. There's thousands of votes, and, and many of them are being um, challenged by both oh, sides. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Makes sense Many are being challenged by both sides um, for various things. I don't want to like talk too much about that one because I don't have all that information in sure, front of sure. me. Um, and I'm not as familiar with, like, I, I'm not covering it as closely as I was as I was last year, unfortunately. I, have, I haven't had the time to cover it every day like I did uh, back when I was doing dailies, but um, definitely, I can tell you this: that in the election in Bessemer in 2021, uh, the unionization effort lost two to one, uh, and there were a lot of like really bad union busting activities that the uh, boss uh, Amazon had been put forward, um, and they still they they were able to get two to they lost pretty badly. Um, there was a redo of the election uh, put forward by the National Labor Relations Board because of the misconduct by um, by the uh, by Amazon. They basically said you get a do over, and Amazon still did a lot of horrible illegal union busting type stuff. Um, to be one hundred percent clear, that never stopped. They spent um, millions of dollars a day to. I think they spent over four billion dollars just to. to I, I gotta check my facts on my numbers on that. Um, but they spent an insane amount of money, uh, and this time the election in Bessemer was significantly closer to the point where it's you know again too close to call. Which even in an L, and like I'm not trying to like turn an L into a dub, um, it's still a loss if they lose. Yeah. But it's significantly closer, which shows some progress. If yeah. that makes sense. So that's a good thing. Um, not as good as it could have been. But it's better than if they had lost votes, for example, or stayed the same even after years of years of organizing on the ground in Bessemer, Alabama. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it was actually counted on the same exact day. It was like bizarre to see this. But the, um, there was also a, a unionization effort for a um, for a, a shop in uh, Staten Island, New York, uh, led by a guy named Chris Smalls. Mm-hmm. Um, he was fired by Amazon for doing some on-the-job organizing pro- about two years ago now, uh, and he continued uh, with this unionization effort. With yeah, he's a workers. real Frankenstein's monster, huh? That Amazon <laughs> created. It's like own. a like a if you strike me down, I'll yeah. become more powerful than you know. He's a real because they tried to you know racist dog whistle that guy. Oh, they they he said he was inarticulate and, and yeah, yeah, all these things. Um, they they basically tried to smear him personally. And I, I suppose he took it personally. Yeah. And, and not, actually, no, I don't want to put it in those terms. He didn't take it necessarily personally. He, but he, he definitely became like expired to you know get with a bunch of coworkers uh, and build a strong campaign. And, and I mean, ride I it, a wave as well. I think it's fair to call his demeanor like what we would say. Excuse me. <coughs> what we would say in pro wrestling is a worked shoot. <laughs> to where it's like, yeah, he's he's doing a role, he's doing a job, but yeah. there's there's a, there's quite a bit of realness in there. Mm-hmm. It's quite oh, yeah, a bit of hurt. Guys, 
This guy seems like he's a very genuine individual yeah. for sure, and that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. Um, my question is, is like, I know you've got like a bunch of stats and figures over there I'd love to hear, but in my experience, why, and I, I this is probably a rhetorical question. I think I already have the answer, but you're like the labor guy. Why does the Amazon just close that warehouse immediately? Like scorched uh, That would be illegal. I mean, it would be like super it illegal would. if they would just like shut it down like okay. that. It would be very, very obvious. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I, I've always heard that like as soon as as soon as a shop anywhere mm-hmm. for any business, not just Amazon, starts even talking about union, mm-hmm. they'll just fire everybody. Well, they have to. I mean, according to national labor relations law, labor law, like you cannot penalize people for. Um, organizing on a job that is protected concerted activity so like you can't punish people for that so there would have to be some kind of a like alternative sort of parallel justification for it um, that is you know that people are going to buy and then two at the same time like this is a significant warehouse that they've invested a whole ton of money in the infrastructure of if they shut it down you know, that'd be, that's a big problem. It's a big pain in the butt for them, and it's going to cost money. Now, if that means that that's going to sort of kill off unionization efforts in the future, you know, they might just there make that cost-benefit cost, cost analysis and say, yeah, but, I mean, if they keep doing that, that's going to end up costing See, more in the long run. More, uh, as I said, this is kind of a rhetorical question because I was thinking about it the other day on my own. I think it's it's more than that. I mm-hmm. think it's almost an optics I think it's an optics thing because I think they could win. They have so like they could drag whatever case out even if it was against the federal government forever. Mm-hmm. They have the lawyers to do it. It would be in their best interest to Oh, that's going to be to save all that to to stop a union, to burn burn the village to save it. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be in their interest to do that, but I think the problem is really you have what you just said you have to go up against the federal government. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to. What was the other thing? Um, it is a major distribution hub, so you'd have that in business. You'd have to explain to you know mm-hmm. people on in that region why they can't get their prime packages. Mm-hmm. And then I think it would create such of an optical nightmare mm-hmm. because I could see them. I, like honestly, for me personally, if they pull a move like that. I mean, I buy stuff off of Amazon. I have a ring doorbell. I watch stuff. On, I give people money on Twitch. I, I'd be done. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'd be like, well, we lived without, we live, maybe I should just do that now anyway. We lived, you know, without Amazon. We can live again without it. I would say that, that I would listen to the workers on that one. If the workers asked for us to boycott for any right. period of time, but we could do it, see, but we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You could at least, I think, I think you're right, but mm-hmm. couldn't you see Twitch just going crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, I could see, like, every political YouTuber on Twitch just being like, Shut it down. Like, I could see Hassan Piker, who makes Amazon millions of dollars, Mm -hmm. just, like, posting a screen that just says, do not give me any money. Like, this is how you, like, if you want to give me money, Mm -hmm. send it through whatever. Streamlabs or whatever. Yeah, anything else. Like, do not give me money here. Yeah. Like just a Chiron, mm-hmm. I could see that totally happening. And like, what are you going to do? So, um, interestingly, do, on the on the on the streamer side, yeah. uh, just to kind of get into that, some people like people like Destiny, who I don't particularly care for. People like Vosh, people like um, some other streamers have actually created their own parallel uh, websites where they yeah, accept donations, which is like kind of cool, cool actually, because yeah. it, it bypasses Amazon and it means that they can stream on multiple platforms. Well, as well. for like I, I, I not actually, to like sidetrack the conversation. No, it's fine. Totally. I actually like Vosh, and this is why I, I like Vosh, and I think that 
it, it his thing is I to get around for, Amazon. I care, I care less for Destiny than Vox. I care less for Destiny. <laughs> Destiny's just like a weird lib. But I think in Destiny's case, his thing is, I think he got banned from Twitch anyway. He gets banned from Twitch all the time. I know, but I think that's his thinking is, how yeah. do I protect my business? Well, because you know what? That's, he, that's he knows he could be you know, torpedoed at any moment. I'm fine with that, yeah. honestly. <laughs> like, if he wants to do that and create this parallel structure, and also, from what I understand, he's been fairly generous with, like, sharing the code on that kind of thing, right. too, so other people can reproduce it for themselves. That's actually a good thing for, like, streamers. Now, streamers is not, like, this is not the revolution, and streamers are not necessarily, like, the working class or whatever, but, like, um, that's a that's a good sort of, like, that's a good way to sort of take a little bit of power away from Amazon and give it to people, even if it's somebody that I don't like that's doing it. You know what I mean? Well, I think, and this is, well, we should get back on the unions, but yeah. like when we bring up this thing, I fight, I fight with my wife about this all the time. She's like, you're always playing that Vosh. I don't like Vosh. And I'm like, they have purpose. They have a purpose. Like, even if I don't agree with them a hundred percent or like their tone or like same thing with destiny, like destiny is like a weird libertarian <coughs> slash liberal. Um, but I look at them as almost dark souls, or Elden Ring bosses to where if you're a young up and coming, you're trying to make your name as like a, a, a young fascist and trying to do, let's say what, um, you know, Richard Spencer did for mm -hmm. a while and that kind of thing. And trying to Mike Milo trying to come up through the media. These are like the boss. These are the bosses that you have to go through. Right. So I just don't care. Destiny's <laughs> thing, well, I'm, I'm habitually terminally yeah. online. So destiny's thing is he just like, one shots kills mm -hmm. you know and sends them back to the shadow realm all these um these little fascists that try to come up through the internet because mm -hmm. eventually they run into him and he shuts them down uh real quick let's pause for um station id you're listening to whiv lp new orleans 102.3 tune in mondays at 2 p.m till 5 for jazz from mid city with mike middle Midi O'Malley, I beg your pardon. Uh, you'll hear interesting insight and commentary about the music and its performers. This Monday, well-known jazz guitarist Brian Seeger will join as our special guest. Jazz from Mid-City with Midi O'Malley every Monday, 2 to 5, on a station dedicated to human rights and social justice, WHIV 102.3 FM. So uh, Let's don't talk about terminal online things. We can, yeah, well, I just wanted to circle back. Real people actually listen to the show, not weirdos. <laughs> I mean, like we like, we like to foster a, a community that is diverse, including normal people and weirdos. Yeah. Okay, um, but I just wanted to get into this uh, this article. This is from uh, Alex Press, who's a great labor reporter for Jacobin. Uh, Alex writes in a staggering upset. Uh, Staten Island, Amazon workers just won a union election, and the rerun election in the uh, company's Bessemer, Alabama warehouse is too close to call. It's start of a new chapter for workers at one of the world's most powerful companies. And one of the big differences, by the way, before I get into this article, that I find, you know, the biggest difference between the Bessemer election and the Staten Island, oh, and there's, there's many significant differences. One is that New York City is a much more union-dense area. It's much like the kind of culture surrounding area is more familiar with unions and not necessarily less hostile. Um, and at the same time, in the South, unions are historically sort of like beaten down down here by state legislatures and things like that. Uh, the culture is significantly different. And then another huge difference between the two is that in the Amazon labor union situation in uh, Staten Island, that was uh, actually, they're completely independent. They're not affiliated with any major union. And the, um, the 
the Bessemer situation was was supported by a um, a national union RWDSU. Um, so there's a, a sort of a difference in sort of philosophy and, a, and approach. Uh, not to make a judgment about either one, but it, it, it's definitely something that a lot of people have made a lot of hay about. I think it's probably something that's overstated, but it's definitely worth acknowledging. Does that make sense? Um, absolutely, to their point. The, the, uh, as much as I can understand it, I'm I'm not ver- like I depend on you to tell yeah. me about labor things. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, this is from the article. In an upset for which there are few parallels in the U.S. labor movement's post-Reagan history, Amazon warehouse workers in the United States have won recognition of a union for the first time ever. The National Labor Relations Board supervised a vote uh, at JFK 8, a fulfillment center in Staten Island, was 2,654 in favor of unionizing while the Amazon labor union, uh, with the Amazon labor union, I beg your pardon, and 2,161 again. So they won by like 500 votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a facility with 8,325 eligible voters. So the, the voting um, wow. about a little less than 5,000 people voted. That's razor thin. A little less than 5,000 people voted um, out of 8,000, which is a pretty good clip. Um, the 67 election, uh, I'm sorry, the, the 67 uh, challenged and 11 voided ballots will not be determinative given the union's margin of victory. victory. The count began incredibly on the same day as that of the return, uh, the rerun election in Bessemer, Alabama, where the RWDSU union, um, retail, wholesale, and develop, uh, department store uh, union, made up significant ground. There, the count stands at 875 votes in favor of unionizing and 993 votes against. Now, this is um, this is uh, before the final vote was was tallied. Just to be clear on that. Um, Stuart Applebaum said every vote must be counted. It's hard to overstate the obstacles workers in New York and Alabama face to get to this far. In addition to Amazon's inordinately high turnover rate, because they, they burn through employees yeah. like they burn through un- like, <laughs> like, like underwear. Um, a menace for building, uh, for building sustained shop floor organization. The Department of Labor filings released yesterday show that Amazon spent $4.3 million on union-busting consultants, a startling amount for any company. So $4.3 million across the board to just bust unions. It's, it's wild. Usually, and, and they'll, they'll say, oh, this is not union-busting activity. This is just education provided by us on the, you know, like we're giving you information that you have a choice. Which, by the way, I want to, um, Joe Biden is getting a lot of credit for, um, for, Saying he, he literally said in a um, speech to the building trades union convention, the legislative convention, that we're coming for Amazon, which is like kind of cool. Actually, it's kind of like a little bit of base Biden, but it's the, the lame because it's safe to say now. It's safe but, to say it now. Whatever. Totally. Let's do it. You're right. I need to say prior to this. Cynical. Prior to right. uh, look, I'm cynical about it too. Um, but but like that's that's kind of cool. Uh, that in, in isolation, like in a, obviously it was a friendly audience. I mean, yeah. he's saying it to building trades people who are all unions folks. Um, but the um, the thing that's up until now, this is a significant change in rhetoric as well, because even last year, and we talked about this when Joe Biden said that he um, like like he basically soft supported 
the Amazon union in Bessemer, the election in Bessemer last year in 2021, he basically said, he made a statement that like, you know, you should allow workers to have a choice and you should not be doing union busting and things like that, which is a significant change from, from prior presidents and prior administrations in the past as well. And then changing that rhetoric again to Amazon, we're coming for you is actually like, you can see some progression happening, not saying like necessarily Biden good, but like, this is something the winds, the winds are blowing in a certain way. And he's got the sails up. It's almost like, it's almost almost like we plan these segments because it always just like whips back around to whatever the (laughs) original topic was like. Mm. So it's like, that's great. And in a vacuum, that does nothing, but that needs to be like, we're coming for Contextualized. you, and this is how it's happening. Mm-hmm. So I, I need more than that. But so you just, you know, just saying that we're going to, we're coming for you doesn't mean anybody, anything to the guy who is peeing in a bottle or getting carried out because there's no AC in the mm-hmm. Amazon warehouse. I need, I need action. Right. You know? Uh. So on Staten Island, workers said union buses were a regular presence at JFK 8. This is back to the article. They wrote the scripts for meetings and shaped the anti-union messaging that papered the warehouses, bathroom stalls, hallways. And that was what also sent to workers via mailings. The, can you imagine, like, maybe that one, maybe that backfired, right? I if you mean, get a letter from work. I was just thinking. <laughs> if you get a letter from work saying, like, unions are bad, I'm just like, just why? Like spite at yeah, that point. I'm just like, F you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Um, mailings, Instagram ads, phone calls, work phone banking you, text messages, and videos projected on screens inside the facility. ALU, for its part, is clear about workers' demands. A $30 an hour minimum wage, increases in paid time off and vacation days, paid breaks during the day, union re- representation at any disciplinary meetings, and greater support for child care. That's like... That's, I mean, those are pretty strong demands. Yeah, not going to lie. I mean, I would not be, and, and, and again, what's going to end up happening now that there is a union in um, Staten Island, that it, it's going to be negotiation time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris Smalls has basically already said that he's prepared to have walkouts if necessary, if they can't come to contract type situations. Chris Smalls isn't messing around that much, you know, and, and all the people that are, that are in there. Yeah, I mean, the the struggle definitely continues. Like nothing, nothing is over, and mm-hmm. they have to get this right because it's now it's it's kind of this might be too hyperbolic, but it's the dog that caught the car because if they screw this up, then it's going to put a chilling effect yeah. on on other shops. Well, and and again, like whatever critiques, like this is this is me, you know, like whatever critiques I might have of like the way that they're going about it or any of the things that like. You know, the Twitter fight that he got in that um, uh, Chris Malls got in with AOC or whatever, like the the at the end of the day, like you have to we have to put all entire back into standing up and defending oh, yeah. this union. A hundred percent. Man, if you cancel everybody who had a weird post online, I'd, <laughs> I'd be in a gulag. <laughs> I had to take down a post the other day when I was just like yelling at somebody about pro wrestling and then like one of our mutual friends who also has a podcast is from struggle slash Leslie was oh, like, yeah. he like instant, he um, DM me. He's like, you know, that's the actual wrestler, right? Well, who was uh, it? Wait, 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 I don't know. And I'm like, yikes. I'm like, let me take it down. <laughs> I'm like, I thought we were just, you know, goofing, new uh-huh. goofing out here. I don't want to like, you know, kick somebody's work. 
Oh yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> That's <Yikes>. hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, everybody had a. I mean, because we gotta get Leslie back on the show. Yeah, actually, he's cool. He probably hates me now. Oh, why? Everybody, I don't know. I'm just I'm on because I multitask at work on on Twitter and like so my tweets. You'd be out, posting. I'd be posting bad. I'd be down bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes I'm like, man, I was I, I could have probably pulled back a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a lot. But um, yeah, just get like all the people. I just. Let's just get all our rogues gallery. Let's get, um, let's get Ben Burgess. Let's get uh, the whole gang. Robinson. Get the band, the band, the band yeah, back together. Just, they can talk about how much they hate me. That's cool. Uh, I did want to talk about one super last thing when it came to Amazon yeah. that came up. This story dropped just this week. Um, so have you heard about the new chat app from Amazon? Nah. All right. So this is just like recently leaked, and it's like considered to be like a. Uh, uh, un- uh, incomplete version of like this new app that you're supposed to use to like communicate almost like a slack but it's like branded amazon i guess you could say what slack yeah i know what that is but i'm like what? so look here's a headline this is from ken klippenstein who i, I think he's fantastic a-, a great reporter um this is in the intercept leaked new amazon worker chat app would ban words like union restrooms, pay raise, and plantation. Also, grievance, slave labor, slave labor, this is dumb, living wage, diversity, vaccine, and others. <laughs> cool. So we're just doing the Great Firewall? Yeah, they're just going to, like, like perm, they're like basically putting it so that you can permaban words. Like, What's that? So Amazon will block and flag employee posts on a planned internal messaging app that contain keywords pertaining to labor unions, according to internal company documents reviewed by The Intercept. An automatic word monitor would also block a variety of terms that would rep- that could represent potential critiques of Amazon's working conditions like slave labor, prison, and plantation, as well as restrooms presumably related to reports of Amazon employees relieving themselves in bottles to meet punishing quotas. So, like, the answer to people peeing in bottles is to, like... Just silence the yeah. fact that people can say that we're yeah. just being bottles That's over the here. Answer. That's like if you don't if if we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> don't never mind the man behind the the curtain. <laughs> Our teams are always thinking about new ways to help employees engage with each other, said Amazon spokesperson Barbara M. Agrate. This particular program has not been approved yet and may change significantly or even never launch at all. Okay, so like even if it never sees the light of day. Even if this thing never sees the light of day, like you can see what's going through people's minds when they start to develop these things, mm-hmm. like by looking at these yeah, like all the like all these authoritarian like regimes are just like, oh, this is a great, this is a great idea. If we, if we, if we, if we get a company like the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and also <laughs> had a social credit score like China, like what do we did that? Yeah. Like, that would rule. And, and, Like you work so clearly, you have no choice but to have to deal with. Like I work for city government, and I have, I I can't imagine this app because I get mad when it's a real Sophie's choice. I have work emails that come through my phone, yeah, which now means my phone is subpoenable. If if anything, you need to get a separate work phone. Well, do I want? Do I want Aunt TD's phone? That's the thing. I need to get a separate work phone that I can get. Work should pay for it. I mean, I could get a city phone. No, because they'll just give me a phone. 
Oh, but well, now I have now I have TD's phone, and I'm responsible for the mayor's phone. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's a real Sophie's choice. But I'm just like I don't want these work these legitimate work emails mm-hmm. hitting me on my phone on the weekend. Right. I have to like silence it. I can't imagine having some weird app that's just like where you at. Mm-hmm. More pa- more boxes need to go out. It, yeah, I lose my mind. So. <laughs> The major goal of the program, Amazon's head of worldwide consumer business, Dave Clark, said, was to reduce employee attrition by fostering happiness among workers and also productivity. (laughs) Shoutouts would be part of a gamified reward system in which employees are awarded virtual stars and badges for activities that, quote, add direct business value. Oh, man, I just said I was joking about social score. This is the social credit score. They're putting Reddit gold on like a work app. Man, come on, bro. They're going to be like, no, they're like, these are the same people that look at China and people who listen to our show who are like legit tankies. Hi. Hi, all you tankies. We love you tankies. I don't. But they're like, oh, man, I'm not listening. I'm unsubscribed. He's talking bad about China. It's like, you know, (laughs) in China, you have like, they have Call of Duty in China. But you know, you have to like log in with your Chinese social security number. That's awesome. Because they're just like, Oh, I'm sorry. You've played too many hours of video games today. That's not productive. <laughs> minus, you know, minus 20 points here. So, you know, they want a system like that. Mm-hmm. So when you go home, it's like your gaming is through like Amazon gaming on Twitch. And I mean, hey, do you, hey, can you come over? Like, you're just trying to play Yakuza Zero. And be like, hey, can you come in work earlier tomorrow? Like a pop up while you're working. You know, they can't oh, wait no. while you're at home. You know, that's what they want to do. Scumbags. But this is the, this is the dramatic part. Company officials also warned of what they called, quote, the dark side of social media. Oh, you mean like tracking everybody and having a parasocial relationship with the company that pays you? That's not the dark well, side? Well, their solution was to actively monitor posts in order to ensure a, quote, positive community at the meeting. Clark suggested that the program should resemble an online dating app like Bumble, which allows individuals to engage one-on-one rather than a a more forum-like platform like Facebook. Following a meeting, a, quote, automatic bad word monitor was that would flag and block employees send a message that contains any profane or inappropriate keywords. In addition to profanities, however, the terms include many relevant uh, to organize labor, including union grievance. Pay- we, we read most of those anyway. Um, but I guess ethics, unfair, slave, master, freedom, diversity, injustice, and fairness. Even some phrasing like this is concerning will be banned. <laughs> Irony is dead. C- cyberpunk as a genre is dead. Just step outside. It's real life. It's just life. Like, why are there no good cyberpunk movies? Because it's just life. It, that is. I love that, that people took the uh, dystopian novel in and says, oh, no, should never do that. It's like, oh, this is a book now. If I harness it. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, join Jamie Bernstein Mondays at 5 p.m. for in-depth interviews with local musicians and community leaders in New Orleans. Jamie Bernstein, Mondays at 5, exclusively on the station dedicated to human rights and social justice, streaming worldwide on whivfm.org and 102.3 FM. WHIV. So, as we head on out, uh, how you feeling about uh, 
How are you feeling about the the labor movement more generally? I'm feeling pretty positive. That's I'm, good. I'm glad you are. It's just we're at a crossroads. It seems like every couple of years, and now in America, we're at this like Rubicon where we could either go hard, you know, pardon the pun, pun mm-hmm. intended, I guess, hard left or hard right. It feels like both are happening at the same time. Ah, uh, that's a good observation. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Observation. Like this, it's like a, it's like a real center. The center cannot hold no, kind absolutely. of situation is what's happening, hold. and 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 the center right now is trying to do things like square. Yeah. <laughs> the so screwed. It's barbarism or socialism? Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be dead. No kumbaya happening here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we love each and every one of you. You have been listening to uh, WHIV FM. We got Red coming up next. Red and Russ. Uh, thank you so much. We love you. Bye bye. Perfectly developed world that's already been sort of completed. You talking about like capitalist realism, like Mark Fisher, like those things go together. I think. I think like that is, and, and even. Even Fukuyama himself, who's like a modern philosopher, he's like backtracked on him. He's like a 